Hello, everyone. Welcome to This Must Be the Place, the Building Science Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Henderson. Each episode is a deep conversation with a carefully chosen peer about not just houses, but place. Yeah, of course we talk about houses and retrofits, but we also want to change the industry for the better, forever. Energy poverty, community engagement, industry disruption, societal responsibility, and climate change. It's all here and so much more. Hey, Shauna here. My guest today found me on Google. Isn't that a sign of the times? Anyway, I'm glad she did. Diane Snellgrove has held many hats in her diverse career, but one thing that's been a constant is her natural ability to bring out the best ideas in aspiring entrepreneurs and to help them launch and scale their businesses. She's a force to be reckoned with. We'll be talking about all this and so much more. She joins me from New Brunswick, where one of the hats she's currently wearing is Enterprise Development Officer for the St. John Community Loan Fund. Welcome, Diane, and thanks for being here today. Thanks for inviting me. This is great. Yeah. You know, I find it really interesting, and I see it reflected in my own career in some ways. You've had this crazy mix of jobs, and for an outsider looking in, they're so varied. But you say there's a consistent thread in your career. So talk about that. Absolutely. Um, I've had the fortune of stumbling into many, many jobs, but they all have this underlying theme of new, you know, creating new, evolving new, building new. And so whether it was graduating from university at Lakehead University in Thunder Bay, go Lakehead, (laughs) an outdoor rec, and stumbling my way to Atlantic Canada where I was guiding sea kayaking for, for a summer. Mm-hmm. And then I just followed through on a number of different positions where, whether it was being the communications director at the brand new landfill where we did recycling and composting and, and brought that to the community brand new. And, and that was in New Brunswick as well? Yeah, St. John in St. Mm-hmm. John. And then after that, the, the economic development agency of New Brunswick or of St. John, New Brunswick was developing a brand new brand. So I got to be as a staff, the, uh, a member of the team that developed that new brand. And it was 16 experts and all the different regional municipalities that got involved. And it was a bit like herding cats, but (laughs) (laughs) at the end we birthed a beautiful um, new brand for the community, which launched a strategic plan for economic development. And then I just, it just one thing after another, after that, and I created my own business and I was doing a communications firm before Facebook. I know that's unheard of, but <laughs> way back when. But it just over time, over time, over time, everything I was doing, I was I'm like a fish to a lure, attracted to a new project, a new challenge. Right, and you're no stranger to construction and 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 home improvement either, are you? You know no. that you you were <laughs> owner of the home hardware. Or? My I um, experienced a divorce and we, we great, great guy, um, um, but we just, I wanted kids and he didn't. So we parted mm-hmm. ways. And as part of that, you have to find yourself. And so I spent mm-hmm. two years owning my own home, 
having an energy auditor come in, doing home renovations, having my own woodworking shop. And that led me to um, finding a partner. And uh, I met Andrew Hunt. He's the general manager of the Sussex Home Hardware. And he, after 12 years in his career running the, the home hardware, was ready at that point to take on a new level scale up. So he opened the Hunt Design Center, which allowed customers to come in and have all the thing, you know, roofing doors, window siding, all the interior and exterior products all underneath one roof. And you could do it in an appointment and it was, um, pricing and all, you know, all the, Very all the nice. good stuff that customers really like, um, rather yeah. than trying to do it on the floor of the hardware store. <laughs> Right, which so, is always really complicated, and and you always miss things. Absolutely, <laughs> there's yeah yeah. So I jumped in, and we were raising his four children together, and I jumped in to be the general manager of the hardware store uh, for five years, and in that I learned <laughs> and learned and learned, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was a great experience. <laughs> nice, nice. So obviously, you're very passionate about entrepreneurship Mm. so tell me about what makes business exciting for you I think what drives you challenge I opportunity uh, making something out of nothing Um, working with some amazing people elbow to elbow through the grit and the grind and and coming popping out the other side Um, I just met with an amazing couple uh, yesterday and a couple times last week, uh, Alyssa Colpit, she's in Sussex, New Brunswick, and she runs Piccadilly Coffee. And she was one of the women that I, in my current role um, at the loan fund, uh, I mentored her and her business plan to roast coffee. And she is now jumping across the street to a bigger, more robust physical space. And the and her husband has jumped on board. And the two of them are off, and I just get chills thinking nice. about how awesome that is. I get that in a nutshell is, is, is why I do it. Yeah, cool, right there. Cool. <laughs> and so, you know, this is a passion, but you're also, uh, definitely working with helping women launch and scale, scale their businesses. So that's what you're doing with the loan. Yes. They hired me. The loan fund. Yeah. To deliver yeah. a program called Enterprising Women. And Enterprising Women is a 90-hour course where women can take a little nugget of an idea, turn it into a real business plan that can be taken to a lender or themselves, kind of bootstrap up. But we dig deep. You know, I don't let them off the hook, and I mm-hmm. don't let ideas go out the door that aren't going to work. Um, we do cash flows, and, you know, we really roll up our sleeves and get to it. And that's really where my passion for women in business kind of took a turn because I kept watching season after season because I'd run programs in six communities in southern New Brunswick in both the fall and then some in the spring. And and this is while you're also working with Hunt Design and the hardware store? Well, I, on July 1st, that's even first, more ambitious <laughs> than me. <laughs> no, no. I, I did... When I took on this project, it was only one community. So I was running the hardware store and doing that for one season. And then I finally said, okay, you guys, I need to leave. We need to get a new team here to kind of fill in the gaps of, of where I'm at. And we need to take it to the next level for you guys at the same as doing it for me. 
So we've evolved. Um, I, I am involved with more of a high level management with, with Andrew and working through things, but more behind, way behind the scenes, um, now. Uh, he's definitely run it. He's got his team. Uh, he's looking for a couple more good people, but you always, you know, you're always looking mm-hmm. to fill the gaps and, and welcome new people on board with new skills. So that kind of faded, um, my day to day role there. But I never lost the interest, you know, because mm-hmm. we talk about it every day and right, we talk about the contractors coming in and we talk about the newest, latest, greatest product on the marketplace. And I think that was where my love for construction, my love for, you know, efficiency, my love for home, you know, homes uh, basically met with my work at the loan fund. Uh-huh. And that's how. Uh, we've birthed the new project. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, it's definitely something I've found, you know, working in housing is incredibly gratifying because, you know, everybody needs shelter. Yeah. And everybody has all of the costs associated with those. So being able to help them be comfortable in their homes, make their homes a place they want to be in, they're so safe and comfortable and have all the, what, you know, the, you know, where they can afford all the finishes they want. Yes. Or, yes. you know, or how do you come to the things? Well, like in my case, it's like, mm, well, I don't really want that, but what yeah. I can afford is. Yeah, the, you play the high-low you know? game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I really want to jump into this very exciting enterprise that you're, you, or project that you have pulled together, which is how we met and how yeah. you reached out to me from rummaging around on Google and finding Blue House Energy, um, which is Next, Inc. Yes. So, so dive on in. Tell, me, okay. tell us about that. Well, in teaching enterprising women, I was a bit frustrated that amazing, talented, high-capacity women were bringing me ideas that were beneath them. Like, I'm like, baking cupcakes for Friday's market is awesome. Love it. Want to go buy them. But you can do more. There's more there. Let's Let's kind of dig it out. And I think that's where I was looking for something that I could set the stage that women could participate in and learn and become a part of as with an entrepreneurial mindset. Mm-hmm. And so that you check a bunch of boxes for women that were caregivers to, you know, children, parents, you know, family. And we love that. And we want to still do that. But is there a balance? Is there something I could do over here in the work zone that would allow me the flexibility to do mm-hmm. both? Um, and also money. Let's let's put some money on the table, people. Like right. let's choose let's and good paying. Yeah, like let's do, if we're gonna put some sweat equity into it, let's do something that's gonna pay us some cash. So mm-hmm. and so that we can have RSPs and family vacations and a newer car and all those fun things that that is awesome. You know, take, take the kids for ice cream and let them get the double scoop this week. You know. Um, <laughs> oh my God, you've been in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I bootstrapped everything, so yeah, I totally get it. It's like it's like, well, do I pay for gas or do I, yeah. you know, do I walk, do I ride my bike to the corner store to get milk, or do I buy gas and then put the milk on credit and yeah. maybe I have enough? And that whole sort of like keeping your running total of your in your head yep. while you're doing grocery shopping, yeah. and 
painful, painful, painful. And yeah. I just wanted to touch on something. Like I'm in a couple of mentoring programs, and I have been over the past several years for women in business. And and I've applied for money yeah. for uh, for women in entrepreneurship. And I am I always feel like I'm sort of not really. I'm the only person that's representing something other than something to do with food. Yeah. Yeah, there's some children, clothing, wellness. Yeah. Like those are areas that are sort of like that's where women, and I don't know if these, if if they gravitate to or the mentorship programs kind of um, gather those folks up. Yeah, there's because a bit of there's, fear. There's a bit of fear too because nobody's, you know, coming to my classes going, "I want to make a robot." You know, nobody's coming mm-hmm. to my classes um, saying, "I want to get into nuclear power." Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of streamlined in some of the the industries, um, and that's why this stuck out like a beacon mm-hmm. for me that it checked so many boxes. So but you're talking I, about the energy advisor. Energy audit. Yeah, yeah, energy yeah. advisor. Okay, let's be an energy advisor. It pays me money. I got flexibility. If the next two weeks are hell on earth and my kids are all graduating and the mother-in-law's coming and the house is getting, you know, whatever the laundry list of stuff, you can, as long as you haven't started a file, that's you the can, cycle. Yep, you can step exactly. out for a little bit and not lose your momentum and nobody's going to downgrade you to the bottom of the basement, put you in the mailroom. Like yep. you can step out for two weeks. And that, that pick certainly up your files was my, again. my experience. I was, a, I was a single mom yep. and I was out in the field doing energy advisor work and there were a few times where my kids came with me. Yep. Absolutely. Because, you know, that's what you do. Um, that's what you do. And it's, uh, I really appreciated all the, the, the variability in my days too. Yeah. Right. That I could yeah. I could make sure the kids were in daycare before they were in school. And then when they were in school, I would go and that would be when I would do my field work. And yep. then I could come home, hang out with them, have a great you know, dinner early evening, put them to yeah. bed. And then I would do the file work. Yeah. It, it's And and so it really it's something that's that's really manageable and gives you tons of freedom. And, and you interact with new people every day, so like yeah. social. Well, and they want you there. Like, how's mm-hmm. that? Like, I'm gonna show up at work. I'm gonna meet cool people that asked me to come to their house. I'm not right. there as the tax inspector or the you know whatever negative. This is positive. They asked me to come. They're invested in what I'm about to say. I have something to offer. I feel valued. I have purpose. And guess what? It's constantly changing. So I can build on my experience from what I know today that I can mm-hmm. constantly be tweaking and checking. So I'm not bored, yep. you know, and I, I just see home ownership has become such a big thing in Canada that we want to take care of it, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. It, absolutely. So you're valued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I have a question here that I know that, and I think we've just covered a bunch of this, mm-hmm. um, but you've stated you're frustrated with women sometimes when they pitch their business ideas. Yeah, I evolve them. Like my mission in life is to come, come up, bring the idea to match your capacity, bring the idea to match your passion, 
Don't bring me idea because you saw it two weeks ago on Oprah or two weeks ago and somebody else was doing it. I will be able to tell. I'm like the, I'm like the company whisperer. I can tell in your eyes whether you got it or not. Are mm-hmm. you really going to grind this out or is this just an idea that you're bringing to the table because you got nothing else? And, right, because being an entrepreneur is a, is a huge challenge. I mean, you're oh yeah yeah all you know I all yeah you're just stepping off in it off the ledge and saying, well, I'm going for it. Yeah, and, and it's not uh, a, the least your least fear is money. To tell you the truth, mm-hmm. it's fear. It's the new idea. It's working it's the with the unknown. Diff- it's the working with yeah. yeah unknown. I don't know what it's going to be like in a year from now, and I'm put, I'm putting all my eggs in this basket and. What's the next customer going to say and how I'm going to navigate around that? Where's my headspace? What's staffing? Where am I going to get great staff to build my idea higher and bigger and scale it up? And they've got to align with what I'm trying to do. You know, yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. lot. And then, you know, financial planning and business planning and, you know, all those things that are, that take some time. You know, you have to, you have to be, you have to skills and yeah. um and have systems and processes and platforms and yeah. you know and it, i find after all these years in business that i have found some amazing platforms that yeah. you know so much more is automated and oh, like you go to the yes. the energy you know energy advisor stuff holy smoly i mean i used to do um heat loss calculations by <laughs> hand that's like you know, a half a day on a file just to get the information in. And then you have to go yeah. and actually use your calculator and crunch everything. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. now it's, I can it's do more accessible I can, for more. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and we're working on some stuff internally that will help that accelerate right. that too. So, yeah. um, but you got into energy auditing by family reasons. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a house uh, that was in Rossay, New Brunswick, and it definitely needed some love. So I, as a as a as a resident, I got to see the the energy auditor from that side of things. And then when I was at Home Hardware, um, I definitely saw the industry side of things uh, because I ended up Andrew booked us to go to BC to the Canadian Homeowners Association, and I got I was in presentations. Um, throughout that conference that opened my eyes to the, the behind the velvet curtain, you know, all the stuff was that's in out Victoria? there. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, we were there. I was yep. there too. <laughs> of course, everybody we was. It was like a highlight reel of everybody in that industry showed up yeah. at that moment. And, um, it was beautiful to have a couple glasses of wine to chat with people and, li- and, and overhear other conversations that, that Andrew was having because he was much more um, knowledgeable in this area than I was at the time. And he would carry the conversation, but I would learn and learn and learn. And it was just amazing. Opened my eyes to mm-hmm. what was possible, you know. But then when you come back to your day to day, now you realize that there's a whole circle of people around you that have to get on board with you. You can't just have, be the homeowner. You can't mm-hmm. be just the carpenter. You can't be just the energy auditor. Like there's this whole little circle. Yeah. You have to get everybody on board for the mission, everybody right. in board for the practice of it. Because if you put the vapor barrier on wrong, doesn't oh, yeah. matter about everything else. You've just. Yeah. See, the, the infamous <laughs> unintended consequences. Yes. Yes. Let's yeah. make, let's make a moisture sandwich. <laughs> 
Yeah. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm working on um we're working the one of the projects I'm working on right now is talking about the retrofit ecosystem. Yeah. Because we have some missing gaps. Yep. And yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so hopefully we can you know, we'll we'll have another conversation when this other project that I'm working mm. on is, is in place because it includes an energy concierge. Ooh, I love um, that. Who is the basically a person who sort of moves around all the all the chess pieces on any given yeah. um, retrofit. But these ones are sp- are specifically on deep energy retrofits that focus on putting insulation on the exterior of existing houses. Nice. And it's so basically panelization. Yeah. If it, if it takes off, it's going to be a big thing. That's awesome. great. So we'll have more and more and more. And of course. We have need for 2,000, at least 2,000 more energy advisors in the country. Yeah, I got 17 waiting in the wings. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And I know. So I want to talk to you about um, waiting in the wings. Yeah. How? Why are they waiting in the wings? Okay. If anyone is out there for NRCAN is listening. I am begging, pleading, and I'm following up on the three emails that I have sent with passion that there are 17 amazing women that have gone through the Blue House Energy course together as a group. We have been meeting since March. We have been learning together, and they are from every possible background that you could imagine. I got them. And then I picked up a couple women because they begged to get onto this project from Northern Ontario and Nova Scotia, which were not part of the scope, but I managed to find some cash to let them come along on the journey so that we could show that this was this platform that I've created will allow multiple provincial, you know, you're not just, you just don't have to be in one city. Like we can, we can do this from abroad. And we are we are begging and our can to let us get a proctoring site. Any I don't care how you do it. We can put a man on the moon. We can put, a, you know, women on the moon. Mm-hmm. We need to get proctoring sites today, like and, not and that's in good. two months today. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> all the testing sites have been closed down because of COVID. Yeah, there's in New Brunswick, there are none open. And there is notice that PEI has already opened on the 10th or is opening, and the same with Nova Scotia. There's notes on the mm-hmm. proctoring sites that they're, they're either open or they are opening. So I am begging anybody out there listening, um, I have a number of people that could proctor these things um, at federally regulated sites with cameras and anything else you want to, metal detectors, whatever you need us to do, we will do and, and get these testing done because we're losing momentum. Yeah. You know, it, it's just horrendous. Yeah. To see these. And this is this has been going on for a long time, from for months and months and months. I mean, they shut obviously shut down the first. Yeah, uh, I get I March. get it. We had you know, we have covid. But hello, New Brunswick just I'm hoping, fingers crossed today, by the time this airs, we've already hit our 75 percent mm-hmm. vaccination rates. Right. And Things we'll be there shortly up. behind you. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, the, the challenge is that we, you know, like you said, you know, online proctoring, we it can be done and it can be done fairly, in, you know, I mean, obviously it's, it needs some technical oomph behind it. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that we are 14 months out from the initial shutdown and we still don't have an online proctoring 
option for this national service, which they just announced they need to have another 2,000 people on board for. Yeah. Mm, what's the roadblock? Mm. Mm-hmm. The, the mm-hmm. Silver lining with COVID, I know, it, you know, it's hard to find. But if there was, it was that our organization had to pivot because we weren't closing. Mm-hmm. We were still serving. And I refused to give up. So we pivoted. All my other colleagues pivoted. Uh, Seth, we all pivoted. Uh, we went online in two weeks. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't perfect. But we went online and we served. And I, I reissued out the call to action to anybody that had applied because you had to be interviewed and you had to go through a series of steps and be accepted. I said, forget that. We're in COVID. We're in a national pandemic. Anybody who wants to come, anybody at all, come on the line. And we had a massive group show up online. You said, I think, I think Carla time. told me there was 52 people applied. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I said, bring them on. Bring them on. We'll do it. Uh, it'll, it'll be messy. Will you get everything you need? No, but you'll get something. Yeah. You know, and that's the entrepreneur mindset. Let's just keep running. Let's just keep yeah. rolling. Because if you don't, you're growing moss. Yeah. Oh no, I, that's true. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and if you and and I know that for for us the same thing. We were we were already online. Blue House has always been yes. remote. Um, and so 2012 was when we launched our first uh, building science basics course. So it was kind of business as usual for us, but that yeah. first two, three weeks, I had probably, I held the hands, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> my, the online hands of probably yeah. a good dozen of my colleagues going, I don't, what do we do? I just lost a million dollars worth of training opportunity. Yeah. Gone. gone. Gone in a breath. Just yep. like, like gone. And so that was, you know, Basically, me saying, "Well, here's the kinds of things you can do," and yeah. you know, because yeah. we don't, we don't, we are now, we now have a virtual classroom piece, but we didn't then. We were just right, right, on demand. But you know, because we're a remote organization, we yeah. were using not Zoom, but a different. You know, we were using um, yeah. webinar. Um, well, and, I, and, stuff like and that. I have so, to say that when I was researching, you know, midnight googling to try and find, you know, whip up the magic that we were going to create in this next Inc. Um, company that we're trying to create of energy auditing women. Um, we were looking at everything across Canada. You name it, I was Googling it. I was looking at it. I was calling people. Um, and what I loved about Blue House Energy is that I could band together these women so that they could, again, flexibility, check the box, they could do the training on their own at their own time in their closets at midnight because they don't want the, you know, whatever they needed to do, they could do. And then we got together as a group and we could commune over it. And like women love to do is chitter and chatter, but we were helping each other um, through it, understand it. Why? Right. But you could ask the dumb questions. You could ask, you know, there was women, there's women on our group that have never been to a construction site before, but they're, they've got other tools in their basket that they're mm-hmm. bringing to the group. And at first they were fearful. And I was like, Oh no, come on, bring it on. And I, be, because of my background in home hardware, I picked up the phone to the Pizance, uh, home hardware in where was it Amherst I think it was Amherst they own a several different stores there but I think it was Amherst and I got the guy 
who had worked in the lumber yard and worked his way into the store on the service desk. You know, those ones, they know mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. So I said, I'm sending Lauren over. You, I've given her a list of things to look at. You let her guide you what she needs to see and you tell her about the product. So right even if they weren't physically here, we were all on Zoom, we let them loose on their communities to find their own ways. And I helped. I did a little, I did a little concierging. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and you'd find the right people to help them that weren't intimidating, right. that weren't talking over their head. And just step by step by step, you brought them up the ladder of knowledge. Touch it, feel it, smell it, and then you know it. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's really exciting. I am so excited to see what's going to happen next with this. And we're going to. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to scheme our way into magnificence. Because you know what? I really do think that women are going, they have a place at the table. Uh, to be amazing energy auditors uh, because mm-hmm. of the patience and the understanding of the importance of a warm floor for their babies and uh, you well, know, a and healthy and the other home. Thing too, yeah, the other thing too is that a lot of what makes a successful energy advisor mm-hmm. or auditor yes. is a whole raft of soft skills, oh, is communication. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, you know, you're in somebody else's home. Yes. They are fearful that you're judging how their home looks, smells, feels, how noisy their kids are, how barky their dog is, and, you know, and and the the state of their closets, because you have to open up their closets, and you have to go into your attic, and you have to go down in the basement, all the places that people don't show their friends. Yeah. Maybe they show their family if, you know, their family's going to help them take some old something something out of the basement right right but but the fact that you have to be there and i always always say like i'm not here to look at your house i'm i'm here to help you make this a better place to live yeah and yeah, yeah. and if you want to see a mess you can come right on over to my house because this is spotless yeah. or yeah. you know uh the chaos that i have as a single parent was you know at that point i had two kids under the age of 10 oh, and <laughs> i had a dog and a cat and we had two guinea pigs and we had this and we had that and yeah 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 her chaos um yeah i was i was a brilliant person i had a toddler and i got talked into a puppy at the same time so they were kind of litter mates and uh yeah, that was, yeah, just, just add just one more yeah. level of chaos, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> if you're going to go, go all in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Multitasking is like, you know, whatever, that's easy. <laughs> but, but being able to switch from that, um, you know, communication skills to technical knowledge and then to transmit yes. late technical knowledge into plain language so that somebody can understand and also to be really conscious of other people's cultural differences. You, right? that, yes. That it might we, not be, yeah. you you may not be able to go into that house if you're a woman coming and there's a man there. Yes. Conversely, a man might not be able to go in where you could. Yeah. Um, there's and then, been a number of those conversations because of the 17 women, we have a very diverse multicultural group that are coming from all backgrounds, all of them. Mm-hmm. And it has been a beautiful experience to watch people talking, you know, what about this? How about this? Can I do this? How about this? Mm-hmm. 
and they so you give honest safe space. Yeah, yeah, honest answers. They respect each other. They respect the information they're being given, um, and they're giving a little bit of insight um, that in plain yeah. language where you get it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I really, mm. I mean, it's one of the big things that, that came across when I was doing that work. And we, you know, I was just sort of, here's a whole bunch of technical skills and here's the blower door and away you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and sort of going in blind, but being really, ob- you know, really aware of the fact that I'm stepping into somebody's home. This is yeah. their safest place. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And I need to respect that. And and I know that, you know, regardless of male, female, non-binary, whatever, you know, the people I know who yeah. are really passionate, successful energy advisors are people who start crying when they start talking about how they're helping people. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, you know, it's it's amazing. Yeah. It's a fulfilling work because yeah. you're watching I had a conversation with one of my e-women yesterday and she's a young student down in St. Stephen and she just finished getting going to one of her courses and it was horrific. You could see the fear in her eyes because they just downloaded onto her all the three billion ways that our planet is going to blow up and when it's going to blow up and all the things wrong. I said, oh, honey, I'm an old lady. Take a piece of advice from me. You just have to find your slice. Mm-hmm. What can you do? Because you yeah. can't do it all. We can't do it all. You know, yeah. we can't be moms and international career people and do it all well. You know, and you can't do all of it in the environment. So pick your slices and you do it well. Yeah. So and what do are you best doing? That you can. You yeah. know, and she started to list off. I said, oh, you're doing, you're in the top 10%. You're in, you know, <laughs> you're doing great, you know. <laughs> well, so it, is think, over, it is overwhelming, too. I mean, I remember when uh, oh, I, I actually couldn't, you know, people were like, oh, you're going to have to go and see an inconvenient truth. And I'm like, no, I actually went through that whole piece a few years ago, and I yeah. was nearly comatose, catatonic for about yeah. a week. And I was like, before I figured out that I can't, one just little old me can't solve yeah. everything, and it's not my burden to hold on to. Yeah. And I can do a certain number of things, and yeah, and go. You're a drop in the do. bucket, but if we can inspire other families, and I think that's the cool part about the energy auditing, and that's where I'm really putting a lot of time and energy with this team of women. Um, Next Inc is very dedicated to come full circle. Like we just don't want to be the energy auditors. We want to be the people that are inspiring the homeowners to complete the job, pass the baton and say, okay, this nothing matters unless you do something, just mm-hmm. something. And if you need to get creative about what your something will be, let's get creative. But unless you take these pieces of paper that I've just spent time, energy and resources on preparing for you, if you don't pick something, one, two, ten, then the the bar won't get moved forward inch by inch by inch, millimeter by millimeter. And that's all I'm asking. But if we put it in a drawer and say, I got energy audited and I'm done, then yeah. it, it helps nothing. Yeah. yeah. So we're pushing that whole mindset as part of what we're doing. Um, and we can get really creative at the end goal or the end of the game, the last 10% there, 
to actually make it happen. Um, but you got to ask for help. You got to call us back. You, you know, apathy is not part of the equation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're just doing all the right things. This is amazing. <laughs> let's see if we can get them done. And our kids, let's get our exams done. And our kids, are you listening? <laughs> None of this, it's all for naught. It's literally all for naught. I'm, I'm just at, I'm truly, honestly, at a little bit of a breaking point because I've got these amazing women. They put so much time in. It's like, it's, it's like those poor athletes that are getting ready for the Olympics. Right. And all of a sudden, poof, what, poof, are the Olympics happening or not? I can hold on to that momentum for a little while. But if you're of a certain age, there's no Olympics, you just let it go. Yeah. You go eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I feel like we're on the cusp right now is that. With your group. With our group. But yeah. I could just imagine the. I don't think I'm saying anything that isn't being echoed across the across Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's rude. It's, I'm going to say it's rude. It's irresponsible. And it's a little bit disrespectful for these people that have put time and energy and life and passion into this practice. And now because we can't get our act together to get a physical site with a person, a proctor, and I know they're out there. People are willing. Mm-hmm. We can't put two and two together to get four. Right. Well, and, and also the fact that there's, you know, there's dozens of online proctoring options. Yeah. Either so, way. So, I don't care. So either way. And, and I know that we've had, you know, we've had individuals come to us and ask about the training and then, but I see there's no way to take a test. So I'm going to hold off on my training. Yep. And or I've taken my training and now, you know, I that was six months ago. Yep. Now what? I still can't get a test. And so it, they and, drop and with, it and they leave it. It's reality. Yeah. They drop it yeah. and they leave it. If you can't move yeah. forward and you got to feed your family, yeah. this is not the career path. And it's going to there's a gap happening right now. Yeah. A yeah. And gap. I think it's really it's really problematic because of the announcement for the Greener Homes Initiative um, yes. last month. Yeah. And saying that we need another 2,000 people in the field as quickly as possible. Yeah. And the same people, who, you know, the, the same organization that's making that announcement is also the biggest, um, uh, it's not even gatekeeping, it's the stumbling block. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, it's very. And I've um, talked to some of the women there. They're amazing. They're lovely. They're passionate. I love it. Like I had great conversations with them. They were insanely supportive of this initiative so i have nothing bad to say about the the work that they're doing it's just this one sliver and mm-hmm. if we can get this yep. one sliver um you know it, it's like the domino yep. it's the first domino if you can just click that you just first try to domino. get that test done and then you, yep. you're on your way because you can't so for people who don't know anything about the energy advisor program you do a what's called a foundation exam which says that you have some basic knowledge about construction industry and about how houses are built and what um, building science is about you pass that exam and then you can go on to the next phase which is learning about the to become an energy advisor so you're learning the technical procedures and the administration and uh, and how the whole um, Energuide for houses rating service works yeah so so this is the very first step to getting to the next step yeah 
And then after that, you do a series, you work with a service organization and you get some probationary files and you get out in the field and you get have someone else looking over your shoulder and checking your work. And then you become a registered EA and then you're out in the field. Yeah. So, I mean, really, it should it should be, you know, depending on someone's background, it should be a three to six month time frame for that to happen. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that big stumbling block is really hurting the industry right now. And it's very different information from my limited experience. It's very different information that I'm training my brain to remember and learn for the foundations test that I can't be jumping the gun and Mm -hmm. getting into the field testing. And, and, you know, I can technically, but to loop back around months later and try and relearn that when we've been pushing so hard to just get focused, you know, but there's so much to know, like building science is, you know, you could take a four year program at Algonquin on building science. Yeah. I worked in the field for many, many years. um, And every, you know, every month, every year, there would be something that would come up that was like, Oh, that's how that concept works. You know, like I always say to people, so, so you say, Oh yeah, building science. I know that I'm good with that. I said, okay, so, (laughs) <laughs> How does the neutral pressure plane work? Do you like, remember? Do you or, know or, what that is? Yeah, the other part is, what's that? <laughs> so so yeah. that's always my, my, my litmus test for when someone says, oh, I have building science in the bag. I don't need to take that training. It's like, yeah. okay. And then let me ask you a few more questions, and then we'll figure, you know. Yeah. And then I'll say, point you at the right course. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I also, when I was working with the women, I likened it to sailing. When you step on a boat, it's not a rope, it's a line. It's not right and left, it's port and starboard. You know, mm-hmm. it's port, starboard, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. It's language that you have to adopt and learn, and it takes you time. You can stumble over it a little bit. And that's why we go for that first hoop, you know, go through the hoops of fire to learn all this so that you can take that first test and test yourself and get the competency of the language and the science behind it so that when we go to the field, you're not trying to learn everything at once like a great big fire hose. You've already got the building blocks and now you're looking at it in real time of how things go together. And I can't wait because I've got two houses up on Cambridge Narrows, a lake. Uh, One house is my crooked old farmhouse that is on, on posts. And it has probably no insulation. I'm, I'm maybe some birch bark. I don't know. And, and single pane windows that were 1920s. And then right across the street is a, a building that has insulation and real windows and the whole bit. So it's going to be exciting to be able to use the tools of the trade to actually see the difference between the two. And it's going to be so black and white. You couldn't mm-hmm. miss the freight train coming through the, right. the aisle. So I'm excited to get to that point and, and start to put it into practice. But we've got to get this exam, foundations exam done and, and done so that we can kind of re-gear and, yeah. and focus on the next step, which I'm very, I'm beyond excited about. Cool. Well, I am too. And anything we can do from our end, we'll be poking and prodding to get those test centers open. Sounds good. I have a little bit of inside knowledge about you. Oh. And you know that uh, that you're... 
<laughs> the thing you wouldn't want to <laughs> Who did you pay 20 bucks to get that from? <laughs> um, but you and your partner are downsizing. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so you're looking for a new place. I imagine that those four kids have, have fledged yeah. now or, or we've got, almost fledged. Um, we got one totally fledged. Uh, she's up and, uh, up and flying on her own. We've got another one who's flying after spending a year and a half abroad. She's flying back to New Brunswick, but, you know, not to the family home, but she'll be around a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then uh, our third is going back and forth to university in Nova Scotia. So she'll only be hanging out in the summers with us. So we're kind of down. And then our last, uh, he is going to his last year of high school. So we're, we're a breath out of all four kids having got out of high school and moving on to their best self, uh-huh. <laughs> whatever that'll be. And we are definitely downsizing and I've got boxes up around my ears and the best advice I can get uh, two pieces of advice I will give to anybody who's doing this. Go on Netflix and watch. There's this lady, this little tiny lady, and she, she teach, I think she's Japanese and Kandi. she's the, or, yes, she's the organizer. Yeah. Okay. The Go on and, and watch that yeah. and, and, and just walk away with a breath of new <laughs> newness yeah so that when I, you go my problem is that with, <laughs> yeah my problem is that oh just about everything gives me joy well not the cat box <laughs> everything <laughs> so what are you looking for in your new home we are moving to for right the in-between home uh we are going to be moving to cambridge and arrows we are going to be enjoying the summer and the farmhouse it's the farmhouse um, that we're going to be going to and I will be working across there's the lake house and the farmhouse so the farmhouse is where I'm going to be working from I just got the Elon Musk dish uh, so that I could get internet to do zoom calls with my ladies and do training and teaching from there cool and then the lake house is on the lakeside, obviously, um, and it's a small little salt box built in 1920, and but it was very well taken care of by the by the past owners. And uh, the funny enough is both of those homes were were owned by I, I don't want to say elderly, uh, they'll kill me, um, but <laughs> her, <laughs> women who had both done their time in the country and had now decided to join their families um, off and abroad and they were I I you know yes I bought them but they were gifting me these homes mm. so that I could be the next woman to own them and take care of them um, and bring a lot of joy to my family very nice yeah very, nice. very excited so when you're up at the lake house yes yes my little salt box. and you take some time <laughs> out of your crazy schedule yeah what do you do for fun kayak I have two crazy dogs. One, I have a COVID puppy that I got just in the middle of COVID, just before COVID started. So that's been a, a really nice um, breakup of, of life is to have a puppy in the house. Mm-hmm. And really, you know what? I'm hoping um, my mom and my sister and my brother-in-law will be able to travel from Ontario, fingers crossed, you know, in August or, you know, at yeah. some point. Um you know, that whole thing, just reconnecting, just reconnecting. I do a lot of woodworking, so I'm sure I'll find and gardening and 
and I'm a homebody. I'm a nester. Um, I yeah, don't watch TV. I don't, <laughs> you know, maybe a few movies here and there, but I love a good project. I love learning, you know. It's really obvious you love a good project. Yeah. Like, that does, that doesn't, you know, that, that's pretty, that's pretty apparent. <laughs> I get myself in trouble. I have to go to committee meetings and I have to sit on my hands. And, and because now we have to do something and yeah. get up on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I totally sit on my hands that. all day long and mm-hmm. get priorities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's good. <laughs> and what are you, you doing this summer? What is your, do you oh, have any highlights? Well, I have, uh, you can, I can't show you because it's, uh, you know, we're audio. <laughs> audio. <laughs> um, but I have a 10 by 4 foot whiteboard in my <gasps> office here. Yes. And I have, some level of chaos that's happening it has been happening for a while but I've managed to put everything out to the end of July and I'll be working on August and September for my my you know the the what the company is doing yeah and I have chopped my blue house energy tasks yeah. from 30 hours a week to 20 hours a week so that means that I can then put 10 to 20 hours into, yep. the, you know, building the business and reaching yeah. out and doing more interesting um, interviews with interesting people like this nice. one. But I also have um, a 60 by 120 vegetable garden. Ah! I have a wow. large greenhouse and this year I planted, I, I, I grew a bunch of uh, pepper and tomato seedlings. Usually... I have leftovers and I offer them <laughs> up to a bunch of folks. This year, because yeah. everybody was bored, they all grew their own seedlings. So so <laughs> I have, uh, I, I ended up with 360 <laughs> tomato plants. Oh my I, gosh. I, Out of which I would typically use 120, like plant yes. 120. Yeah, so yeah. I have planted almost 200 and I've given <laughs> almost the other ones away. And the same Road with pepper trip. plants. So anybody who's interested in tomato seedlings, I will still have them probably sitting around waiting to be planted in large pots, um, you know, well into August. But oh, if you want to come over and have some okay. road trips, those borders open, I'm there. Yeah, cool. <laughs> My mother has a beautiful recipe for a, sal- a sweet salsa that she made for me three years ago, the last time she was here before COVID. And it takes romaine uh, tomatoes. So the this Roma, is, yeah. the, is it Roma? Roma. Sorry, Roma. Roma. Yeah. And hopefully if she comes, we'll be able to make salsa. So cool. I'll, would I'll you do a, a jar for it. <laughs> cool. And would you be willing to offer up that recipe or is it a secret? I don't know. I'll have to ask my mother. Well, I, I never ask, wrote it down. <laughs> that would be great because what I've, 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 I've put up a couple of, um, of recipes and, and things that we've talked about in terms of food and nice. you know yeah, music yeah. and stuff like that yeah. so another recipe would be great okay i will ask her if she's willing to give up the family secret <laughs> uh, but don't get in trouble for it <laughs> oh she's a pretty strong woman i come from strong stock so I'm not she'll a surprise again this is gonna go <laughs> So thank you very much, and um, that's it for our episode today. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. This episode was produced by Blue House Energy, Podcast Atlantic, and Tanya Media. Subscribe and don't miss an episode. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. 
Until next time. Thank you.